Yes, it's been well over a year now, uh, August 2021 was the date, since the Taliban retook control of Afghanistan and life has certainly changed there for women and girls. Their basic freedoms are being quickly and quite brutally eroded. The Taliban's stopped girls from attending high school. It's prevented women from taking part in the workforce and they're no longer permitted to leave their homes without a male chaperone. Last month, the Taliban introduced a new ban that bans women and girls from visiting gyms and parks, even if accompanied by a male, quote, chaperone. And in the last couple of weeks, a confronting video of a a woman being brutally flogged has been doing the rounds on social media, allegedly for shopping without a male guardian. Uh, To talk us through these devastating developments and whether any change is possible is Sahar Fetrat, who's a researcher with the Women's Rights Division of Human uh, Rights Watch, and she uh, joins me now. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, These are tough... (sighs) stories to talk about, I'm afraid. Um, The public floggings of women videos, not just women, I should add, men are being subjected to them as well. They're really quite shocking. And of course, one is inclined to simply avert one's gaze. Um, uh, Clearly, you you don't do that at Human Rights Watch. Um, Yes, I mean... um Afghanistan has become the world's uh, worst um, women's rights crisis. And as we can see, a human rights crisis as well. Um, The situation, um, I mean, um, seeing these images um, are are very difficult to watch. I mean, um, I mean, they're extremely concerning and um, and talks about uh, the situation, overall situation of human rights in Afghanistan. But um, it's for as an Afghan woman, as an Afghan activist, and also for other Afghan activists as well, this was not a shock. This is not shocking for us because um, this is what the Taliban are. This is what the Taliban were 26, 25 to 26 years ago. That's how they identified themselves with misogyny, with flogging, with uh, stoning and killing of women and people. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, it seems to be a message to other women to dissuade them from even trying dissent. Um, the, the, I mean, these videos are being posted by the Taliban officials in some cases. Is that correct? Um, I mean, um, that's some of the images that we see are uh, in social media uh, are shared by wide uh, variety of pe- people, and um, Taliban included. Um, I mean, look at the situation. Uh, there has since the Taliban took over the country uh, last year, uh, they have ordered thirty-four decrees to. Um, publicly eliminate women from from both uh, public, uh, social and, and political and also even uh, personal spaces. And, uh, and it's been more than 440 days that they have uh, banned young girls from, high, from, uh, from school and secondary school. And um, in every way, in every manner, uh, the Taliban are uh, saying and proving to the world uh, who they are and and that they have not changed, and it's always a surprise to me that uh, there are still individuals and people uh, uh, who who want to 
see it otherwise and believe that the Taliban have changed or will be able to change. Look, just desperately trying to extract something out of this um, that um, for listeners, we did recently hear from a returning Australian representative from uh, Médecins Sans Frontières that some parts of Afghanistan are far more repressive than others. I- is that correct? For instance, are girls able to complete their high school in any parts of the country? Well, I mean, um, the Taliban, um, uh, among themselves, they're not like one unified group. They're different. They are fragmented and they have different ways of uh, seeing things. Um, and, and this could be uh, because they're from different generations or um, different parts of the country. Um, so the leadership is not very much unified, uh, while the misogyny is. Um uh, so uh, in Mazar Sharif and, and um, probably one other province, uh, we hear from stu- that the students go to school. Um, I've been uh, talking to uh, uh, young girls going to secondary school um, and high school with lots and lots of limitation. But that's only one province, and because of the economic crisis and all the other issues, um, those public schools uh, are open, but. Um, the, the teacher salaries are not being paid, or uh, or the girls' families uh, do not let them go because they have uh, they mm, cannot afford to pay for uh, the costs and things like that. So mm. Mm, the whole education, even in the provinces or play, uh, small cities that the girls are allowed to go, there are many many uh, other limitations because of the Taliban. Yes, I see what you're saying, but it, it's just that, you know, that, that sense that uh, women can't even go to parks, to sit in parks, even, even if they're accompanied by a male chaperone. I wondered if that uh, was was uniform across the country, you know, whether there are little pockets where people have a bit more room to move. I mean, it's hard. Um, you, you must know it better than us that it's so hard to get uh, information from Afghanistan mm. because of the Taliban. And reporting has been very uh, difficult and journalists and local journalists are not allowed to work, uh, especially women journalists. So um, 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 to the information that we have, it's a very unified message that women cannot go to uh, parks and, and, you know, have presence in public places like like park. Mm. Um, I mean, we can already see that women... uh, uh, cannot if you you're not allowed to leave home without a man, then how are you going to be in that park anyway? Um, or um, I mean, anyway, before that, the women wouldn't use uh, the public spaces like parks very easily, uh, but there were no no law to restrict them. But now it's uh, it's done through the system. It's done very systematically, removing women from all the public uh, spheres. Uh, and men are being flogged too. I mean, this week there was the first public execution of a man convicted of murder, and he was killed by the victim's father. And I think there were quite a few Taliban members in the, in the. I was going to say the audience. You know, in the crowd for that. Um, so this is really going very deep, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, the the image that uh, the Afghan uh, women and uh, Afghan activists were uh, warning the 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 world of is is actually unfolding right now. That image, uh, everything is coming to scene, and um, I think it's up to uh, the countries that uh, 
uh, are um, negotiating somehow with the Taliban or involved or giving them funding um, or uh, in a way thinking of recognizing them, it's up to them to rethink that decision, looking at the situation of human rights and women's rights and well, how, how bad can it get um, to make people understand who the Taliban are. Well, I mean, the only people who have recognised them are Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Pakistan. Now, is there any hope in those countries? I mean, it sounds considerably worse than Saudi Arabia at the moment. Um, you know, is there any, can anybody put pressure on the Taliban from those groups, from those countries? Well, I mean, um, uh, there is, uh, the, uh, the Taliban have proven that they don't listen to anyone. Um, you know, they, that's a strategy probably from them to to not go one one step back um, because of uh, upholding this uh, identity and the way uh, of doing things that they have. Um, I I personally don't believe that uh, you know any country could have uh, that kind of influence. However, I mean um, international pressure and um, targeted sanctions on individual Taliban uh, could have uh, its uh, long-term effect. Which, of course, will affect the people. Um, I mean, is this, it's really a sort of systematic erasure of women from public life, isn't it? That's, that's what this amounts to. Yes, and, and, um, and, and what I meant earlier was um, uh, very much like targeted... Uh, um, Sanctions like travel ban and on, on, on individual on, on Taliban members who make these kind of decisions uh, uh, for women. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I didn't mean um, um, any kind of sanction that would uh, affect the people of Afghanistan. Uh, and yes, I agree. It's um, a lot of uh, uh, women's rights activists from Afghanistan. Uh, already uh, call it uh, uh, a gender apartheid, what the Taliban are doing to them, and um, systematically uh, and intentionally removing women from every public space. I take it there's absolutely no sign of any sort of eruption, uh, you know, looking at what's happening in Iran with the, the, the extraordinary um, female-led revolution, really, um, against the morality police. I mean, by the sound of it, there's just that, that, that's just a long way from where what you're talking about in Afghanistan. Well, I mean, um, uh, despite everything, despite all the um, the challenges and brutalities of the Taliban um, and the history that the Afghan women have, the Afghan women have been very brave and they've been staging protests very bravely against the Taliban. They've been asking for bread work freedom and fighting it and bread for work freedom for every Afghan. And, um, uh, and for that, they have been, uh, they have been uh, abducted tortured, you know, beaten, uh, and still uh, they still continue to fight. Um, but the problem is that Afghan women are alone in this. And unfortunately, our society, uh, Afghan society is not in a place where they understand that all oppression is connected. Um, and, uh, and I don't think a lot of men in Afghanistan understand that they are all oppressed when women are oppressed. Um, as much as we see it every day happening, but I don't think that level people have com- comprehended that. And that's why we don't see um, uh, the kind of uh, protests and the kind of 
uh, action that we see in Iran where women do have support from uh, from men and from all parts of society. Mm. Bread, work, freedom, that's their slogan, is it? Which is certainly uh, not just, that's for women and men, I take it. I hadn't heard that before. Uh, look, do you think there is real support for this sort of behaviour by the Taliban today across Afghanistan? People who aren't politically connected but just want a peaceful life, do, do they really just tolerate this kind of behaviour towards their sisters, mothers and daughters? And as one of our texters said, what if a woman is widowed and her husband dies? Who, who, who then chaperones her? Like... You know, the ramifications of this are quite extraordinary, aren't they? Yes, I mean, I, I, I do understand that uh, there are a lot of men who, who care about their sisters, their uh, their daughters. Um, um, I mean, in terms of action, we haven't uh, haven't seen that much because um, I also men, uh, you know, the, the the way the misogyny of the Taliban works is that um, uh, it it they, uh, you know through things like um, um, having men as uh, women's uh, chaperone or mahram or things like that, they give the responsibility of women to a man. And so uh, when um, with the women who protested and they were detained by the Taliban, we have to talk to, to, to people whose husband or yes, brother was yes. tortured by the Taliban. And that was like another level of like psychological torture for these women. We, so, look, uh, Sahara, I'm sorry, our clock is ticking away and I'm going to have to let you go. Good luck. Thank you very much indeed for outlining that for us. Thank you. Uh, Sahar Fatrat from the Women's Rights Division of Human Rights Watch. Tough old story. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.